The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid. The madness is almost here, 24 hours away. Of course, we'll have it covered for you 24 hours a day for the next four days. Can't wait to get March Madness started. But for now, it is baseball madness and fantasy baseball madness. So me, Craig Mish, along with Davis Maddock, here to walk you through all of the hot stove. Davis, it feels like things are heating up. We're getting closer to the regular season. And a big trade in baseball today and some pretty significant signings, too, that are going to affect the season coming up. Yeah, we have uh, we have multiple baseball trades. You know, it feels like finally uh, three days into the return of baseball and transactions and getting ready for spring training. It finally feels like the NFL said, OK, you know, we'll, we'll get our news out of the way. We'll do what we need to do. We'll stop the bombshells. They tried a little bit. Baker Mayfield with uh, the message. From his notes app, I, I don't think he'll get moved quite yet. So baseball, at least for Wednesday, March 16th, uh, they they have the stage. It's all them. All right, so let's go through some of the news and notes, some of the things that happened in case you missed it, and a couple of interesting notes. Definitely that will affect the fantasy baseball landscape in 2022. Uh, first of all, Matt Chapman is going to be moving coasts. He's going from Oakland to Toronto. So now uh, Chapman joins arguably the best lineup in baseball, if, if not definitely the American League. Um, Suzuki, the, uh, the, the player from overseas, he's joining the Chicago Cubs. So he'll play every day in the outfield for them. Another interesting signing there. Uh, unvaccinated players definitely have to keep this in mind for the Mets and Yankees. We'll see if this means anything in May, but it certainly could mean something in April as far as their availability. And uh, Mike Clevenger said he's going to be ready for the season, too. And he's going really low in a lot of these uh, best ball NFBC drafts, too. So that was interesting yesterday. Um, and also, uh, maybe, I mean, perhaps the biggest of all uh, today, Davis, especially from a fantasy perspective. I mean, let's hit it. I mean, Kyle Schwarber goes to Philadelphia. I mean, you saw what he did last year in Washington in that NL East, in that park. My gosh, a huge boost for him going to Citizens Bank Ballpark in Philadelphia. He'll bat probably in between uh, Real Muto and uh, Hoskins and Harper. Um, you know, to me, uh, give, him, give him a bump, I think, in drafts right now. And, I mean, just the, the biggest thing is signing to a place where he doesn't really have any competition for playing time at DH. All, all those guys you just mentioned, I mean, maybe they will try to stick Schwarber in left field and DH Real Muto you know, two days a week or, or something like that, just so Real Muto is, is pretty much always in there. But uh, I, I think you can pretty confidently project him 
for 600 or so plate appearances. The last time he got 600 plate appearances was in 2019 with the Cubs. He rewarded them with 38 home runs and a 339 OBP. The projection systems are very bullish on Schwarber. You know, for example, his Zips projection, 35 home runs, 84 runs scored, 95 runs driven in with a 257 batting average. I mean, he, he's got to be, especially if he retains outfield eligibility uh, and you don't have to use him as a util-only player. I, I mean, he is just going to be super, super valuable in fantasy baseball this season. Yeah, that was a big signing for Philadelphia today. Of course, they're trying to get back to the postseason. They struggled the last couple of years down the stretch. They've had injuries to a lot of their star players, no doubt. Um, okay, so the Yankees, Davis, you know, there was some thought that maybe they'd be in on Freddie Freeman. Very clearly, they are not. We welcome in our radio audience here to Sports Grid. It's Davis and Craig talking some fantasy baseball with you. Isn't that nice here on this Wednesday morning? Uh, Anthony Rizzo headed back to uh, the New York Yankees in, in terms of playing first base, in terms of playing designated hitter. Uh, you know, Rizzo clearly on the back nine of his career, Davis, no question about that. But does it really matter in that ballpark with that short porch in right field? Yankees just stick him at first base pretty much every single day. Let him hit his 20, 30 home runs. I think he's probably got a good shot to do it. I, I don't know what else he'll do, I think, at this stage of his career. Um, but reasonable deal for him. A couple of years, he'll be at first base with the Yankees. Yeah, a reasonable deal for him. And sort of an interesting fantasy baseball lineup. You know, how do they line these guys up, you know, one through five? So who is the leadoff hitter for the Yankees? I mean, as of right now, um, you know, Brett Gardner is is not on the roster now. He probably Probably will. I, he might technically be on the 40 man, uh, but is not on on their projected opening day lineup. So does Rizzo lead off? Do you lead off Josh Donaldson, who has some experience doing that uh, his time with the with the Oakland A's? Do you lead off Aaron Hicks, your switch hitter? Because, um, you know, obviously lead off lead off is good for a guy with a little bit of speed. But with Rizzo, you're, I, I don't know if you're crazy about him leading off. And then also, you know, who is going to be the primary designated hitter between Judge and Stanton? How much is Gallo going to have to play the field? Is Gallo ever going to play third base? Is they just sticking him in left? Like, but I do, I do love the Yankees lineup. I mean, let's just be honest. They have so many guys in there who can hit 40 home runs. Like it's going to definitely be a spot where probably they're third in the AL East. And I'm going to tell you, Craig, you know, just wait, they're going to get hot. and, And eventually at some point they will get a little hot. Yeah, it, it seems like that's the case with them. And uh, and look, Freddie Freeman, probably the biggest name that is still out there, no doubt. We'll just have to keep an eye out and see what ends up happening because Freeman, certainly a superstar among superstars, Padres, Red Sox, you're hearing a lot of different names involved in him. And we also have not had Carlos Correa sign either. And of course, the Houston Astros basically, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Dusty Baker said Jeremy Payton is the opening day shortstop for the Astros this season. And he plans on playing every single day. So... I don't know if they've moved on from that. Is that some sort of posturing? Fun conversations to have as we continue on. But we'll take a quick break here on FST. The NFL, yeah, I mean, it's been a little slow over the last couple of days, but that doesn't mean there aren't some intriguing news to discuss. So we'll do some baseball and football. Stay on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. 
the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. All right, welcome back, Fantasy Sports. Today, coming up, we are going to do a little bracket busting. We'll see if we can give you some good sleepers, some good dogs going into the tournament, which starts tomorrow. Uh, our show, by the way, here on Fantasy Sports Today, preempted for live programming covering the college basketball's March Madness NCAA tournament. That's tomorrow right here at noon. So uh, I will not be here tomorrow. I will not be here Friday. I will be with you guys on in-game live Sunday night at 6 p.m. So I'll be going through the final games. And uh, instead of being here, I will be at spring training the next couple of days. So that will be uh, my role. But Davis, I'll keep an eye on the NFL and, you know, sort of see what uh, what's going on here and quiet 24 hours. That is definitely to say the least. Uh, you mentioned the Baker Mayfield stuff. I think Deshaun Watson rumors are real hot right now. And, uh, and I suppose if we get any clarity on Watson, that would pretty much be a game changer for wherever he ends up. But it does feel like there's like more than one team in on Watson at this point. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, the teams that we, we know are confirmed to be in on Watson are New Orleans, Seattle, Atlanta, and Cleveland. All of those places have had um, a meeting or, you know, reached out to his representation. And I, I would assume that we will probably hear in the coming days that other teams are also, you know, pitching themselves on Watson. Um, you know, I, I, I guess just kind of thinking about it, the Saints sort of make the most sense. Like, they have a good defense. They have, you know, I guess probably they have Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. And, you know, maybe Michael Thomas's beef was with Sean Payton and Drew Brees. And now that those guys are gone, maybe he's ready to, to head back in the fold. But I guess the same can be said of Cleveland. You know, I mean, they, they get Amari Cooper. They, um, you know, they have, they have Nick Chubb. And, and probably if, if Watson comes, they will probably end up tendering Kareem Hunt instead of cutting him. And maybe they make another move with one of these wide receivers in free agency. But um, it, it, by far, the spot that would make the least sense would be Atlanta, right? Because Atlanta has nothing. They don't have a defense. They don't have wide receivers. Calvin Ridley suspended for a year and is going to be 29 by the time he returns. Like, I, the going to Atlanta would be shocking. Like, I, I don't get it from his perspective, and I wouldn't get it from Atlanta's perspective either, because it's not like they're a good quarterback away from winning that division. Yeah, it feels like Carolina is the spot, but again, a lot of picks that they would have to give up, and um, and we'll see. But look, if Cleveland can step in and somehow make that happen, by the way, that opens up Baker to go somewhere else too. And by the way, say what you want about Baker, I mean, if there's only 20 good quarterbacks in the world, I mean, he's right in that range, so he definitely could go somewhere else and start, I would think, next year. So that would change that dynamic too. All right, so one player who really came on at the end of last season, I'm pretty sure you were not a fan of this player, but I, but I think he was actually you know pretty good down the stretch, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
Um, Russell Gage is going to Tampa Bay. So you talk about a boost in terms of fantasy. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a pretty good one for him. You'd be surprised to see that he caught 66 balls for 770 yards and four touchdowns. I believe those 94 targets, uh, a lot of late season. And, and again, Calvin Ridley was not there. I think we need to say that. Julio Jones had moved on. So Gage was just basically getting massive target shares along with Kyle Pitts. And Zacchaeus was the other one I believe that we talked about. Uh, so so what's the dynamic here for, for the Buccaneers which Gage, with Gage going there? Is that under the assumption that someone is not there or is he the third guy this year? I, you know, I don't even know if he's really the third guy. You're right. Um, I, I was not a fan of Russell Gage's, uh, and he did. I mean, he, he ended the year fantastically, 11 for 130 against Tampa Bay, 8 for 91 and a touchdown against San Francisco, 9 for 126 and a touchdown in the last week of the season against the Saints. But this is the wide receiver room for the Buccaneers. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, those guys are, are you know, they're locked in. They're cemented. Those are the top two guys. Godwin, of course pending the ACL recovery, but then they have Russell Gage, Tyler Johnson, Brashad Perryman, Jalen Darden, Cyril Grayson, Scotty Miller, Vincent Smith, and then two practice squad guys. Teams don't keep eight wide receivers ever, and you only keep seven wide receivers if multiple of them are special teams guys. Now, in the case of the Buccaneers, they are. They, they do have those guys. Cyril Grayson and Jalen Darden are both prominent special teams guys, both as returners, gunners, kickoff coverage, and, and all of that. So I, I think probably the Buccaneers will keep these. I, I think they'll keep seven wide receivers. Maybe Chris Godwin starts on the designated for return IR. Maybe he starts on the pup list. And and if Godwin does start uh, you know, inactive in some degree, I would expect Gage to be the slot guy there. However, remember, they're probably going to resign Rob Gronkowski and Cameron Braid is, is on the roster, as he always is. O.J. Howard is an unrestricted free agent. But we, we did see this last year when it was Evans and Godwin and Antonio Brown was out. We kept hoping, oh, you know, G- Grayson will have a big game. Perryman will have a big game. Tyler Johnson will have a big game. No, it, it never happened. Uh, Perryman, scored, uh, Perryman scored the one touchdown, you know, the game-winning touchdown. And then Grayson had one big game after Godwin has torn his ACL, then got injured himself. So... I, I'm just not going to be that interested in any of these guys, I don't think. Yeah, it sounds reasonable, I, I think. And, and the reasoning is there. I mean, um, you know, look, Tampa Bay is going to have a lot of options. We'll see what this really means. All right, so the Giants, we, we, we sort of surmised it was like a lock that they were going to sign Mitchell Trubisky, and that didn't happen. He went to Pittsburgh. So uh, instead of bringing in, you know, a bona fide competition for Daniel Jones, they bring in Tyrod Taylor, who I always feel has gotten – sort of a raw deal through the years. But I have to say, I'm not really sure if he got a raw deal last year, Davis, because Davis Mills looked much better than Tyrod Taylor did when he played. But this is a career journeyman at this point. I believe it's his third or fourth team in the NFL. And he's uh, one game over 500. So that's a winning quarterback in the NFL at this stage. 78 career touchdowns, 25 interceptions. He's had a really hard time staying healthy as well the last couple of years. My guess is Daniel Jones is going to get another shot. I suppose the question is, are the Giants going to go in the draft and draft another quarterback? And that would give them a third quarterback on the roster? Or is this legitimately, they're going to say quarterback competition open, inevitably give it to Jones at the start of the season. And then if he falters, then hand it over to Taylor. Or is this a Giants tank season, by the way? I, I'm not even sure. Um, I don't think it's a tanking season because I don't think you can look at this division. Dallas has gotten a lot worse 
no Amari Cooper. They're going to have to replace him with either, you know, some free agent or a guy that they draft in the first or second round. They lose Randy Gregory on defense. They have to cut Blake Jarwin. So they're down to just one tight end. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's going to be a, and then, you know, Washington with Carson Wentz, like that just seems like a disaster. The Eagles, um, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I don't really know what to think of the Eagles. Of course, I, I am a, a noted Jalen Hurts believer, but every time the Eagles played a good team last year, they got shellacked and they just they just beat bad teams by running all over them. And I mean, Tyrod Taylor, if you just go, go look at, at his career, all the guys that he has played with, pretty much his job has been to keep a younger player on the bench or to come in when that younger player starts to play poorly. Um, you know, he kept Davis Mills on the bench. He kept Becker Mayfield on the bench. They were going to bench Justin Herbert for him until he punctured his lung. Like, uh, there, it's just been, it's been all, and, and even um, he was on the roster in Buffalo in 2017, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought, I, I went to go look it up. I wonder if he and Brian Dable had overlap. They hadn't Brian Dable's Probably. first year in Buffalo yeah. was the year after, but McDermott was the coach. So he probably did learn a little bit about Tyrod Taylor. There's probably some familiarity with the scheme and things like that. But really, I think this is just, um, you know, we're, uh, we're six and six and Daniel Jones just sucks. You know, Daniel Jones is just killing us, but there's a chance that we can make the play kind of like Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, where it's like the young guy is just killing us. We got to get someone in who can just get some first downs. And I kind of wonder if that's the role Tyrod is going to serve here. Yeah, well, look, another organization for him, another chance maybe to start a few games in the NFL. My guess is over the next week or so, we'll get this Deshaun Watson situation figured out, and then the other dominoes will start to fall. Jameis Winston, of course, you know, a possibility. And and some other quarterbacks out there as well that definitely could change fantasy. By the way, Davis, who is the, the top free agent left, like from a fantasy perspective? Real quick, we got about 30 seconds. Like, who's the top guy that you're waiting for? Allen Robinson, you know, if he signs with the Bills, signs with the Chiefs, signs with the Cowboys, because I think what's happening now is everyone wants Christian Kirk money and they're not getting it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll take a quick break here on the show. 24 hours away. The madness begins on Thursday. First four underway tomorrow. It starts for real. We'll be right back. Stay on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.
Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. You know, here at SportsGrid, we are all about our viewers, listeners, our fans. I know a lot of you are watching. Some of you may be watching for the first time. And uh, we would love to know what you think about us. And so the way that you can sort of take a little survey for us is by going to survey.sportsgrid.com or very simply take out your smartphone and scan that QR code right there and it'll take you to our survey. It'll tell you all about what we're doing here and it'll uh, get us give us a better understanding as to the quality of our program, especially from a technical point of view. I know we are a streaming show essentially on a lot of devices. So let us know, survey dot sportsgrid.com or scan that qr code oh, it's gone so don't scan my face please or davis's face don't don't, there. <laughs> don't scan his face either don't do that um all right so uh ncaa tournament starts tomorrow time for us to take a look at some bracket busting here a couple of four 13 matchups in general these usually go the way of the four but every once in a while a 13 does come through so let's take a look here at one of the possibilities and boy this would be what the upset of the tournament if it happens tomorrow pretty much because tennessee is if i'm not mistaken on FanDuel, 18 point favorites over longwood tomorrow so uh, i'd love to learn more about longwood i don't really know a lot about them davis so uh what do we know about them going into the tournament tomorrow any chance in a bracket you would take longwood over tennessee no, I do have one of these teams um, in here that we are that we are going to be discussing uh, as a winner in a couple of my brackets. Longwood is not one of them, though. To be honest, um, they, this is kind of one of those teams that makes it in over teams that deserve it, you know, far more. Like if you if you scroll up on the efficiency rankings, Oklahoma, Wake Forest, Mississippi State, BYU, some of those teams have you know much better arguments for being in. The tournament, uh, you know, they're they're outside the top 100 in offensive efficiency, outside the top 100 in defensive efficiency. And look, you know, you can't um, you you can't uh, punish a team for the conference that they play in. And we do we do love. I mean, what don't we all love about March Madness is just learning that these colleges even exist. Like I would have had not had any idea that Longwood um, was even a college, and I, I couldn't even tell you. Uh, where they play. If I had to guess, I would guess probably Texas, but I can't say for certain. Uh, they have they have a couple guys who play major minutes, Justin Hill, Deshaun Wade, and Isaiah Wilkins. Those are their top three scores. And I guess if I was to, to build the narrative a little bit about them, they do get up a fair number of three-point attempts. Uh, they get they get uh, over 21 per game. They shoot 38% on them. And, and look, it comes to the tournament. It can always happen. But this, I, Tennessee... I watched them play Kentucky the other day, and uh, and it was an awful game. But Tennessee did impress me with their defense in that game. All right. So uh, if if they're not the big upset, and I agree with you, kind of hard to pick an upset that's an 18-point favorite. Maybe taking the points is the way to go there. I don't know if if that's the way you feel about it. But this is a live dog here. Davis is going to go out on a huge limb and take a two-point underdog here as we take a look at South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, who have been in the NCAA tournament before. You may have recognized their team davis they had a great year 30 wins they take on providence tomorrow afternoon and for a uh, 14-3 matchup you have providence as two point favorites so that tells the story here i think yep and it's pretty easy to see why the uh the jackrabbits are the number one three-point percentage team in all of college basketball uh, they don't take a ton of them they take uh you know about 21 per game but they have made 44% of their three-pointers in the regular season 
you know, that is pretty phenomenal. They are the 12th best offense in the country per Ken Palm's efficiency rankings. Now, defensively, they're they're quite poor. Uh, I mean, again, it's not like I'm watching the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, so I can't tell you, like, oh, you know, this is a real problem with their defense. You know, this, this center doesn't know what he's doing, but I can tell you from looking at the numbers, uh, these are actually the kinds of teams that I would anticipate being capable of uh, sort of a deeper run. So I, I don't know exactly who they match up if they're able to beat Providence again. They are they're very small dogs for a 14 seed, but they they shoot well from three. We generally know in March that tends to be the recipe. You know that tends to be the recipe for success, right? Like if, if you're going to be an underdog team that wins multiple rounds, it's going to be because you have a guard that gets really hot. You know, it's I mean it's it's kind of that that Steph Curry corollary where. You just, got, you just got a guard out there who, who's got the ball in his hands at all times. Their guy is Douglas Wilson, who takes uh, an absurd amount of, uh, of shots per game. Uh, you know, he just, he's just been very good this season. And uh, yeah, I, I'm excited. This is one game I am for sure excited to watch. All right, uh, one more. Let's, uh, let's go to Friday here. Same deal here in terms of seeding, 14-3. And this is, I believe, the Ivy League champion in Yale. Yale is going to take on Purdue. And uh, and always, uh, to me, Big Ten versus one of these small teams. I don't know if the team wins outright, but the temptation is always there uh, to take the Ivy League team for me. They're getting 16 points, Davis, tomorrow. Yale is against Purdue, but Purdue clearly one of the better teams in the country. Top 10 team for the majority of the season. Uh, odds of Yale moving on and uh, moving on to the Sweet 16 and bracket busting on friday i mean i do just love these uh these big 10 teams that try to make every game a rock fight getting out rock fighted uh yale is you know not particularly good on offense they're decent on defense they play you know they don't play particularly fast either 89th in the country in pace um they don't shoot a ton of three-pointers uh 225th and three-pointers per game 230th in college basketball in three-point percentage per game uh you know they, they don't get to the line a ton it's just like uh it's just kind of one of those things where i don't have a great feeling about yale but i never like to pick big 10 teams um to go that far and i guess michigan when they're good and michigan state when tom Izzo has you know future nba players those are big 10 teams that can do a lot of damage but i you know you just don't think of either of these teams i mean you know purdue is a a good team for certain but i just don't think of them as like a a real blue blood uh college basketball team now i guess what's different about them this season compared to years past is purdue is the third best offensive efficiency in college basketball you know i i would have guessed that they did not play that way at all you know just from kind of that institutional memory and i would have been like oh you know they play slow they probably have a big guy right Purdue, purdue always has a big guy who likes to throw the elbows, but they are the fourth best three-point shooting team yeah. in the country. They get up about 23 three-pointers per game. So that honestly, that's the kind of team where I'm like, oh, I mean, why can't they make the Elite Eight? So I am uh I, I I guess I'm with everyone else, you know, just eating the chalk. Everyone loves South Dakota State. Like that, that's kind of everyone's upset pick that people are picking gotcha. in the first round. Yeah, you can make a living off betting unders, by the way, in this NCAA tournament. As long as the games don't go to overtime in the first two rounds, there's going to be a lot of unders. You, they just hold that ball, Davis, and hold that button. The clock is just going down. You see it every single year. Um, definitely in on a few of those also. But this one in particular, by the way, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that with Purdue. 
a high total for their game against Yale, 143 in that matchup tomorrow. So in general, that's a little bit on the higher side for some of these college basketball matchups. So uh, tomorrow at noon, it all gets started. Can't wait to have the madness. Keep it locked right here to SportsGrid. In addition to watching all of the coverage, wherever you were watching it, CBS, Turner, uh, True TV, I think is the other one. Actually, we'll talk about True TV coming up. All right, real quick, one more baseball signing before we take our break here. Uh, Davis, Eddie Rosario, postseason hero for the Atlanta Braves, one of many postseason heroes for the Atlanta Braves. He is headed back to Atlanta in 2022. So, I mean, all things being equal, the Braves are pretty – I mean, Solaire's probably going to go, it would appear at this point, with Rosario going back. Acuna's not going to be ready for the start of the season. So their outfield is uh, Adam Duvall and Eddie Rosario, and then Acuna when he's uh, 100% healthy. Um, you know, they'll probably part with Jock Peterson. They'll probably part with Jorge Soler. They get Matt Chapman. Braves offseason probably not done, but they resemble pretty much who they were last year. No reason why they shouldn't be either the favorite or close to it in the NL East. Yeah, you know, the the one issue I would have looking at their projected opening day lineup is that uh, a team that has its sights set on winning a championship, I don't know if you can go in with Guillermo Heredia as your, your starting outfield. And, like, look, I mean, he's fine. He plays good defense or whatever, but he is is barely a, a major league player at this point. I mean, last year he had a 292 weighted on base average. That is his career weighted on base average. And I mean, how hard is it to find an outfield back? I mean, bring Adam Duvall back, you know, just do Well, that's do why whatever. they got Rosario. Well, Rosario is in there. Their their opening day outfield um with the with the injury is going to be uh Adam Duvall, who's already there, he's going to have to start in center field. Probably you wouldn't prefer to do that. Eddie Rosario mm-hmm. and Heredi. I mean, maybe Arcia is able to get out there. He's a little bit better with the bat. He can play in the corners. But, I, I mean, I would just say that that strikes me as a weak point. Even knowing even knowing Acuna is coming back to play center field eventually, and, and especially with the ability that if you find a bat first guy, you can DH them on some days, you know, getaway days, Sundays. There's going to be lots of double headers. You're not going to want guys playing – you know, 18 right. innings every single day. I, I think they should probably be looking for a fourth outfielder or just pay Solaire again. Right. Well, I mean, they have Ozuna too. So, I mean, Ozuna hypothetically can play 15 games probably in left field. And I think right. that that's the deal, Davis. They're, you know, with signing Rosario, I think it's basically like the Band-Aid until Acuna comes back. Most people feel like he's their outfielder in May. So if that is the case, talking about a month of time, uh, maybe a handful of games for Ozuna, a handful of games for Rosario, but who knows? Maybe they'll acquire someone else too. But I, I personally don't have a huge problem with it unless Acuna is out till June or something like that. Um, still to be determined on that. Uh, by the way, Fernando Tatis Jr. did have wrist surgery today, is being reported, and uh, three months, ouch, <laughs> looks like the timeline for him to return to the big leagues. All right, let's take a quick break here on Fantasy Sports Today. When we come back next, it's time for some fantasy or reality stay on the grid sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. All right, welcome back. Before we get over to some fantasy or reality, uh, Davis, real quick, it was made official today, ESPN's Monday Night Football, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman. So you talk about a landscape changing in terms of football. I guess I'm sort of interested too, Davis, in terms of baseball. Joe Buck has been the voice of the World Series on Fox for forever. Boy, I'm trying to think. I don't know how long. I mean, it's got to be 20 years. Feels like 20 years. I mean, I when I when I think of the sounds of baseball, I think I mean one I think of Matt Vaskersian because he's done so many games and he's the voice on on MLB the Show. But then I right. you know I think of Sunday afternoon Joe Buck, you know, taking a nap on the couch. Like it, it was, and and I, I guess I'm assuming as part of this deal that he won't be doing baseball anymore. Or maybe he's doing both. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's very fascinating to see. But, uh, you know, certainly Sunday afternoons will be different on Fox in terms of the NFL. Uh, but will you be watching Monday Night Football more because of this? My answer is still no. I'd watch it exactly the same, right? Yep, I will. And I don't even watch with the sound on. Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night, generally mm-hmm. I don't watch. I Generally, I, I watch it on, like, the iPad um, on, you know, with, with the sound off. Like, like, you know, everyone is going crazy about the Manning cast, and I'm like, you know, I'm watching that. I'm watching that on the couch on on the iPad. Like, I, I'm not hearing this. All right, let's uh, turn it over to Brett Levy. He's standing by with some questions in today's fantasy or reality. All right, guys. Well, it is our last day before March Madness starts. So we had to ask some March Madness themed questions. And our first one, we have two more first four games tonight as we saw Texas Southern advance in the 16 matchup last night and Indiana beat Wyoming in a matchup of the uh, 11 seeds there. So tonight we have Notre Dame and Rutgers squaring off and another 16 battle. Uh, So two more games tonight in the first four. So one of these four teams that make it out of the first four, Davis, will make the Sweet 16. Is this a fantasy or reality? So I'm looking at where some of these teams might end up getting in to their bracket. And the the one that I'm looking at as potentially being a winner would perhaps be the winner of Rutgers, Notre Dame. I mean, those those teams just look like the teams that have, uh, you know, that are that are just um, a little bit better. But I, I and uh, Craig, you'd probably know the answer to this. How often is an 11 seed getting in and winning in general? Like, how often are are the 11 seeds winning? And also, 
um, you know, not not knowing the relative strengths of Notre Dame or Rutgers. I mean, th- yeah. uh, this is anticipated to be a close game tonight. Uh, I think the spread on this game is is maybe only um, a point or uh, or two points. So I, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fantasy. They're all coming in as 16 or 11 seeds. I do. Uh, I, I saw people saying this on Twitter last night that it's unfair, like it's not a great reward to be a 16 seed and come in and just basically you, so you, you win your conference tournament, you win your play in game, and then you get the right to get shellacked by, you know, whoever, much. Uh, the, the number one seed. I actually think it's the opposite because 16 seeds obviously are just on the, the razor's edge of even getting in. And I, I don't think it's that bad of a reward. And, and, you know, like, it'll probably be a cool story for some of those guys. Like, oh, I, you know, I got to play against this guy. He's in the NBA now, right? So, like, I, I, I actually don't hate it. Like, I think it's fine. Yeah, I'm, I don't know it offhand, but the question that you asked me, there absolutely was an 11 seed recently. It may have been St. Joe's. I can't remember. Or LaSalle. An 11 seed won two games in a recent tournament, two, meaning that they got to the Sweet 16 even going through the play-in game very recently. I, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but definitely happened. Um, yeah, none of the 16 team seeds will. The The only team that I think has a shot of the four is Notre Dame. Rutgers yeah. started off amazing this season. I think they lost like four of their last five. Like they needed one, two wins in their last four or five to guarantee themselves a spot in the tournament. They couldn't get there. They sort of snuck in to this tournament here. They may win tonight, though. I mean, the, the spread is one. I mean, they're getting one point. But Notre Dame's actually played better overall this season. If you would ask me this question a month ago, I would have said Rutgers for sure. But they sort of fell apart at the end of the year. So that being said, I'm going to say fantasy. But. The notion that no 11 can uh, win tonight and then win the next game. Oh, I, I think that absolutely can happen. So, but I'll say fantasy this year. I don't love the teams that are in that spot. Yeah, fair enough. Um, our next question, kind of going back to yesterday, uh, talking about the Braves here a little bit. We mentioned that they signed Matt Olson to an extension after trading for him. Freddie Freeman, still a free agent. But, Craig, we're really curious in what these guys are going to do in fantasy baseball this year. So, Matt Olson will have a better fantasy season than Freddie Freeman. Craig, is this a fantasy or reality? So, a lot of this is tied to where Freddie Freeman lands, in my opinion here. And, I mean, thus far, if you would have polled me on players and where they ended up in the hot stove, I think I would have performed pretty poorly thus far. But but the Freddie Freeman rumors, at least, at this point, are surrounded by Los Angeles, San Diego, I believe Boston is the other one that I've heard. And so, you know, this is basically, it comes down that I, I think Matt Olson's numbers are going to be very good in Atlanta. He's going to hit 30 homers. He's going to drive in 100. He's going to bat 260, 270, maybe 280. For Freddie Freeman to be above that, I don't think that happens in San Diego. I don't think that happens with the Padres, especially with Tatis not there for the first few mo- three months. So if you told me it was San Diego, I would say absolute uh, reality. But then he goes to L.A., and now you're talking about that great lineup, or he goes to Boston, and now he's in the American League, and he's, you know. I'm going to say Olsen's numbers are going to be better than Freddie Freeman's at the end of the season, only because there's a 30% chance it feels like he ends up with San Diego, Davis. So if that was the case, it would be easy for me. But I'm going to say reality. I I think Olsen, in the end, will have a better year. Well, yeah, you're right. You know, if he signs with San Diego, if he signs with the Rays. um, So, you know, if he signs with the Rays – 
half, well, you know, a quarter of his games will be in great ballparks, right? You know, he'll get, get to hit in Yankee Stadium, Camden, the fence is in, Fenway, you know, Rogers Center, all, all of that stuff. But his home games will be in a super pitcher's park. Uh, I Now, I heard a rumor that Chris Bryant might sign with the Colorado Rockies, and that got me thinking. If the Rockies are willing to spend the money on what it would take to get Chris Bryant, wouldn't it be hilarious if they gave the three-year, $100 million deal to Freddie Freeman and they had Chris Bryant and Freddie Freeman at the corners and they still sucked? I mean, that would be... That would be so, I mean, that would be really funny to me. Obviously, I don't think that would happen, but that I'm rooting for that chaos now because, like, let's let's have the Rockies with Rockies have the designated hitter now, and they have all these guys who can hit bombs. I mean, the 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 course field having designated hitter, Craig, you know, when we're in to the baseball season and you and I are doing MLB daily fantasy, I'm gonna be like, oh, yep, uh, we're stacking the Rockies, we're stacking the team. Again, the the, the team, the totals in Rockies games, they're going to settle at like 13 this year. It's going to be, yeah, be amazing. Hard. But I, I'm going to say, I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to say fantasy because I think with um, the Yankees, correct, he's not going to sign with the Yankees. They sign Rizzo. I think most of the ballparks he are going to end up in will be pitcher's parks. So I'm going, I'm going, Olsen will be better. By the way, Rockies had Arenado and Trevor Story. I know. <laughs> Could have just kept those guys. And Charlie Blackman and Carlos Gonzalez. I don't know. All right. Our uh, last question of the day with the first four starting last night, the annual yearly question of what channel is true TV was circulating around the internet with the games again tonight being on true TV and on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we will be hearing this question a lot this weekend. So I'm assuming you guys at least caught a minute or two of the games last night. Davis, we'll start with you for this one. You were able to find True TV in under five minutes. Is this a fantasy or reality? Um, so this is it this would be a reality had I had any interest in watching the 16 seeds duke it out last night, um, or or watching um uh, uh in Indiana and Wyoming. Uh, I saw a bunch of people on my timeline talking about how Indiana Wyoming was like the worst game they uh, they'd ever seen. And guys were just chucking up threes and missing left, right and center. But uh, I, I don't have cable. Uh, I, I am a cord cutter. Uh, I would be able to find it if I needed it to, because I have the um, the Amazon fire stick and you just search for true TV. You download the app. Uh, as long as you have a login, you're able to watch it. I, I believe they make um, all of the, I think even if you don't have a cable login to use, I think all of the first round games are free regardless. But I do remember being in college and trying to watch the games on like, you know, dorm TV or whatever. And it took us forever to find true TV and get there. It was, it's, it's, it's always, and like the, the jokes are always so good. It's like no one watches true TV all year. And then they get millions of people for exactly one weekend. That's so true. I didn't even think about that. I don't even know what's on True TV other than that. So, uh, look, I would love to be a cord cutter. I'd I would love to be like you, but my wife still really loves Bravo and watching these shows live. Like I, you know, that that that's sort of why I'm still, uh, you know, locked in. Um, I, I've been meaning to call DirecTV and just like argue about something to get a lower rate. Remind me to do that. I have to do that next week. Okay. But so yeah, I know where uh, True TV is because it's right around where TBS is because it's Turner. 
So I know that it's around there. You know, I'll tell you, though, Dave, is the one channel that I always have had problems finding was Fox Sports 1. That was one during college football always. season that I'm like, wait a second, where was that again? 600s, 500s, 2, 7? Could never find that. But I will be able to find True TV. I know where it is. Uh, I watch the tournament every year, pretty much. So it's easy for me. Although this year is going to be a little different for me. I'm going to be doing a lot of baseball. I mean, rarely have an opportunity to have like three straight days to do baseball and go to the park. So I'm taking advantage of that. So I'll be doing that Thursday. I'll be doing that Friday. I'll be doing that Saturday. But knowing that I am here on in-game live on Sunday, I will be fully locked into all the tournament games on Sunday and be live with you guys Sunday night from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern. So Davis True TV, while I'm staring at everyone watching the show, it will, right, will be right to my, uh, you guys right, my left. I'll uh, I'll have my TV on and, and be watching all of those games. So uh, very excited for that. But I but I, I I do feel for you, Davis, or with I'm with you. Like I think eventually I'll be one of those people. But my wife would never be able to navigate without having like real cable or real satellite. She just she couldn't do it. Yeah, we we had it. Uh, so so I just moved like six months ago, and when I when I moved to this house and we moved from the old one, I I cut it. I was like, I just because you know the first year they they lure you in, they give you Sunday ticket for free, right? Good deal. They charge you yeah. they charge you half the rate, and they're giving me all these quotes, and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's fine. I think it was like 115 bucks a month. Got Sunday ticket, got all the things, had a cable login to watch all my sports. Year two rolls over, and they're like, boom, 270 bucks. If you want Sunday ticket again, you got to pay the extra for Sunday mm-hmm. ticket. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm out. I don't need this. Because you can because you can buy Red Zone now a la carte. So right. it's like, no, no brainer. No brainer. Yep, no doubt. All right, coming up next, we got the Sports Grid 60. And then we got to get out of here. And uh, that'll do it for our shows this week, too. Uh, Davis and I are off the next two days. So you guys are going to have some great programming here for our in-game live shows starting at noon for the NCAA tournament on Thursday and Friday. So I hope you enjoy those shows. I certainly will be tuning in from my phone as well. We'll be right back to wrap it all up. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day, and internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. 
Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. All right, well, folks, we, uh, Davis and I are off for a couple days here as the tournament is beginning. I probably will, I'm going to put as much sunblock on as I can on this face, but I have a feeling on Sunday and Monday when you see me, I may <laughs> look a little bit different after being at the ballpark for four days in a row. Uh, I would love Davis's thoughts to end our week here of shows with the Sports Grid 60. Well, Craig, uh, you know, it is it is baseball season, hot stove, transactions, trades. It's all, it's all flying right now. So, of course, it's uh, time for me to consult with my, uh, my business associates on our main event team that we're doing this year. And I've been looking at, at ADP, getting ready, planning things out. And I, of course, what do I do? I'm like, okay, where's, where's Mondesi going, right? Where, where, where's Mondesi going right now? And I, I've seen that... Um, he is about 50 to 70 picks, depending on the draft, cheaper than he was last season. So, of course, my immediate reaction is, guy's going to have third base eligibility now because they're going to play him there some days. Uh, they'll probably DH him some days as well. How are we not all in? How are we not all in on Mondesi batting behind Bobby Witt Jr.? It's going to be it's going to be a good year, I think, Craig. Well, I don't know. I've heard that now for the last few years. <laughs> All right. Uh, a lot of great things going for the game of baseball right now. It's back. Of course, we got spring training game starting tomorrow. But the one thing that does hurt, I, I, will, I will be honest a little bit, is that Fernando Tatis Jr. is probably the most exciting player in baseball right now. And we'll be fine. We'll have Otani. We'll have Ladd Jr. We'll have David, you know, Bobby Witt will probably be a star too. But somehow we got to keep Fernando Tatis Jr. on that baseball field for a while. I know it, this is like the third year in a row that we're not going to get that. But when he's healthy, the game is much better. Uh, hopefully he is back soon. That'll do it for our abbreviated week of shows. Thanks, of course, to Parker over at LTN, Danny and Ryan on our graphics. For our producer, Brett Levy, my co-host, David Paddock, I'm Craig Mish. Enjoy the college basketball tournament, and we will see you Monday. Right, right. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet with faster speeds rolling out every day. and Internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.